I think today we're going to talk about angels and what's kind of prompted us to talk about angels is that we've seen certainly when we did our podcast on uh, Doreen Virtue's claims that her angel cards and anything like that was evil or or nonsense now we we had a lot of feedback from people who said well we've got spirit guides who are Metatron or uh, Archangel Michael or, or things like that and it really raised a lot of thought and a lot of discussion between myself and Ian so what we wanted to do in this podcast is really to kind of give you an insight of why we think uh, essentially your spirit guide would not be Archangel Michael or Metatron or or any of the other angels the reason and, and this has come through our knowledge and experience of of both you know the the judeo-islamic mythology or kabbalistic texts and and things like that that i've gone through and also ian's experiences as well with the spiritualist church and also the teachings that he's uh, he's gone through it's great to talk to you again ian as well by the way <laughs> likewise martin it's always uh, it's always nice and uh, hello everybody um it's nice to be talking and chatting this way your feedback is important please keep it uh, coming in when you when you when you talk about you know the sort of the spiritualist point of view, there are two avenues open you know that are very much spiritualist orientated. There's the uh, mainstream spiritualism, and then there's the Christian spiritualism. You know which is derived. You know you're looking about the 1930s, and basically their sort of premise is to have you know the Christian elements coming together with speaking through through you know speaking with mediumship with the sort of mission of Jesus and of God, whereas the mainstream uh, spiritualists, the Spiritualist National Union, uh, then it sort of comes over as non-denominational. So where you will go to a Christian, sorry, you go to a spiritualist church and there is no trapping of crucifixes or whatever the Lord's Prayer isn't said because it wants to be open to people so they don't feel, oh, I'm coming here and I'm being taught Christian values, you know. So it's, uh, it is open to all. But there is still that little reference with, I dare say, the older generation coming over where it's still a belief of angels because a, a, a lot of people have joined the Spiritual Church coming from maybe the, the chapel, the Methodist Church, where there's still a Christian influence with them, you know, which, which, which isn't a bad thing. Please don't think I'm having a go at Christian belief. The um, SNU take away from angels, you know, they uh, don't talk about them. SNU is is basically non-denomination yeah, and, yeah. and they, so they don't uh, encourage communication with angels or or anything like that or suggest that have no. you ever been anywhere where they've suggested in the christian spiritualist churches yes you know because they are largely well they are heavily influenced still by Christian beliefs, so they will talk more reverently about God. I'm not saying yes, and you don't. Um, they will be talking more openly about God, and they'll be talking about angels. So there's a flavouring of of the Bible. So when you go to a Christian spiritualist church, you know they can be just as welcoming as the SNU. You know, in most spiritualist churches, whichever trappings that they choose to follow, they're all welcoming, and it sort of but it puts over the Christian spiritualist church. Really does bring over. It's basically the Bible, 
putting it to uh, putting it to together we can communicate with the spirit side of life because jesus lets us you know that's the that's their sort of premise you know because they still believe largely in the tenets of the uh, of the uh, bible i.e when we uh, pass over we go into a state of rest and then we're all woke up uh, in the second coming where jesus judges where jesus judges us you know where the where the snu are saying no there's a there's a continuous life you know we we evolve after physical death we're still in the spirit world and we can still ably uh, talk communicate with our loved ones with uh, there isn't relevance of because god lets us there isn't relevance uh, the angels uh, bring us down. They allow this, that, and this, that, and yeah. the other. So, really, angels in spiritualism, other than Christian spiritualism, are not talked about. I, th- I think, from my point of view, when I, when I obviously I, I've been to spiritualist churches and, and and I've been taught in spiritualist churches, and what I noticed was certainly in the eighties and and sort of latter nineties, there was more of this discussion about whether we have guardian angels and, and I always remember uh, one particular teacher taking a circle and, and I, I used to attend regularly every one of us has a guardian angel that looks out for us but makes sure that uh, nothing happens to us and if things happen or, or anything we're not taking notice of that particular guardian angel and when I asked them about who that guardian angel was they said well it could be a family member it could be an ancestor it could be that sort of thing i always felt that that was a confusion between a spirit guide and then kind of give it elevating what it actually can do as well and we've both talked that a spirit guide isn't necessarily a guardian angel yes i know you've had an experience where you was given a message or or given a a symbol by your guide while you was driving at night and and obviously helped you not have a crash yeah, but you wouldn't call that person a guardian angel. Uh, that no. spirit, oh, no. you wouldn't call them that. They were just your spirit guide, weren't they? Um, I have, uh, I have never seen an angel. I've never seen a spiritual form represented, you know, with wings. Uh, I just, I just haven't. You know, whether that is because my uh, belief doesn't hold it, and and it and it could be influenced in in the sense that because my uh, sort of belief is within angels is totally within the uh, Bible, which I choose not to follow. Then maybe my uh, maybe that might stop me from seeing them. But I just don't get the sense because I see spirit very very clearly. I'm very fortunate in that way. And not once have I seen uh, a a spirit person guide uh, coming over with wings. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't sit with me to be honest. I mean, that's my sort of issue. I mean, Ian, you you know sort of my background in that. Yes. You know, I, I kind of, I, I mean, I look into magical belief systems. Yeah. Um, so some people use the term occult. But I don't like using that term because it, it has so many negative aspects. But I'm interested in how belief and how various systems have arisen over the years, the mythologies and uh, and the texts from Kabbalah to, you know, kind of across the whole sort of spectrum, really. I'm, I'm interested in how things you know, kind of progressed. So I, I'm very much into understand how various things have developed. And I mean, you know me, I, I'm always one of those people who have to find the original text. It's like yeah. what I've, I mean, for the last two years, I've been concentrating on chakras, and I've had to go back, right back to the first ever text. And I found the academic who found the first text, and I even double checked with him his 
uh, translation of the original text. So that's how um, how bad I am with I yeah. have to get the original text. So I don't think it's bad though, Matt, and I think it's good. And like I say, I think it's one of the things I really do like about you. You're very, very thorough, uh, and you uh, and you really like to know the understanding of it. It's what makes you so learned. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. And uh, and it's so so for me. We, we obviously we I, I saw guardian angels kind of developing and uh, in the spiritualist churches and on ground level, and it, a lot of it happened seemed to happen at the late nineties. And then in the early 2000s, when the Internet became far more uh, widespread and far more accessible for people, I don't know about you, Ian, but I used to see a lot of photographs shared where it showed angelic pictures or seemingly yeah. paradoia. Uh, I can never say the word paradoia. Yeah. Um, where you have some mis- you have some clouds and it happens to be in the shape of an angel or um you see a car crash or something quite disturbing yeah. like that and yeah. there is an angel in the fire or, or something like that. And, yeah. I, and i think even if i remember correctly there was even something to do with the 9-11 incident there was one yeah there was yeah one. and so um, fell as well what has happened is that along with doreen virtue and doreen virtue had a massive influence on the new age industry and uh, as a whole so other people basically copied what she was doing and yeah. continued in fact i mean there's even new people this year who've brought out angel related texts yeah, there's a number of english authors who are doing exactly the same thing and i think i had a laugh with you the other day where they were suggesting that angel samuel was a female when Sa- the angel samuel all the way through uh, Hebrew and rabbinic literature is is male and described as male and looking as male and yet uh, apparently if you talk to Samael they can help you with shopping choices or something stupid yeah, like yeah. that. I know you but it is it's uh, I think it's a lot of mis, uh, mis, misunderstanding and and jumping on the your bandwagon without having any for any foreknowledge or as a, a lot of people not everybody uh, a, a a lot of people just choose not to do any research they take it for what it is because somebody else is headed this is the problem is 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 there's been all of this uh, filtering out out there and and I see a lot of people. I'm on a number of Facebook groups. All the Facebook groups are currently talking about 11-11 uh, at the time. As somebody said the other day, I keep seeing the numbers one, two, three, four. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Yeah, stop going into a school then. Yeah. It's all over the walls. But um, it's silly things like that where it's filtered in and it's kind of stuck and nobody seems to know why. So it's like, and I, and I want to go through here let's say pre-1900 so in this last 100 years we've seen a development of in fact probably the last 20 years shall we say 20 to 30 years we've seen people grow in this belief that they are able to ask archangel michael or metatron or any of these um, angels and ask them to get involved in their physical life to help their financial situation or to to help that okay now, apparently, if you meditate on a card or something like that, your wish will be answered, almost like a genie. Almost that if, if you keep saying, Michael, please give me this, it will come true. And, and lo and behold, Michael's listened to you and that sort of thing. I have a number of issues with that. 
on one half of me, I can see where folk magic works and I can see where that you can work with. You can ask saints. I, I know particular people who work with saints or, or who work with particular deities or something like that. And they do things like petitioning or they do things where it's a long drawn out period uh, of of doing things. It's not a case of ask and within three days, Archangel Michael has, has given you a million pounds in the bank or something like that and I think one of the things one of the issues and this is the reason why I'm raising this is is what I'm not happy about is the giving false hope people like Dorian yes. Virtue and then yes, that definitely. you can you can talk you can talk to uh, Archangel Michael you can talk to Metatron you can talk to Samuel or, or, or whatever and, and get those people uh, get those energies to contact you before 1900 if we go back and say right okay what did people in the 1600s used to do if they wanted to talk to Michael or if they wanted to talk to any of the angels? Well, what we have to do is we have to go, let's say we go back to, I don't know, 1535. Yeah. And we go to a magical text called Ars Paulina. It's apparently built on previous magical texts as well. And those magical texts are very much tied within Judaism and probably go back far earlier. So I would say that the content of these texts were kind of collated and changed and built upon until they were properly published or kind of released uh, around eight, around 1530 to 1600. So we're talking, easy, I, I'd say probably 700 years or 800 years of belief behind these particular magical texts, and they are still used today, okay? I mean, I've got an excerpt here from the Ars Paulina, and it talks about the angels of the signs and the degrees. The Ars Paulina talks about every hour has an individual angel, and that angel is is in charge of countless other smaller angels, if you know what I mean. So dukes. Yeah. Um, so they have a system like kings and dukes, and, yeah. and, and it scrolls down. So if I wanted to talk to uh, Michael, the great angel, not only do I have to do a load of ceremonial magic to get yeah. myself even to a particular area, it says here, the first genie that belongs to the fiery region and is governed by Michael, the great angel, who is one of the chief messengers of God, okay, who is towards the south. Therefore, these genies are to be observed in the first hour of Sunday and at the eighth hour. So that means the only time I can communicate with, with St. Michael is the first hour of Sunday or the eighth hour and also on the third and tenth at night mm -hmm. I have to direct myself to that particular quarter the southern quarter and they will appear in royal apparel holding sceptres in their hand riding a lion or a cockerel their robes are red and saffron color and mostly comely they assume the shape of a crowned queen and are very beautiful to behold what all that is is, is basically that if you are able to try to communicate with one of Michael's sub angels mm -hmm. okay not actually talking to Michael himself you yeah. not only do you have to do a lot of ceremony and magic and prepare preparation and really you know kind of go to town and then only will you then get one of his sub uh, you know the sub angels to kind yeah. of appear before you and apparently they appear riding a lion or a cockerel so so the belief you know sort of going back six seven eight hundred years ago was if you wanted to do this wasn't a question of oh michael can you give me 500 pounds it mm. was kind of it was literally that you had to do a really big magical operation to try and do this it was something yeah. you know that really magical operations were often built really to stop people from doing them 
there's obviously a very, very famous book called The Sacred Magician. And that's about a guy called William Bloom, who went into the uh, southern Moroccan uh, mountains. And he went there to perform what's called the Abramelin uh, operation. And it allows you to connect to your, your higher guardian angel. OK. Yeah. And to do that is literally I mean, it's it's a half a year ceremony well, where you literally have to be doing this every single day. It is torturous and, and most people don't survive. And, and some people, when I mean survive, they, they, they just stop. People like uh, Alistair Crowley only got halfway through before he, he went to went to Egypt, you know. So yeah. even he didn't kind of get through the whole book to try and communicate with his higher guardian angel. And a lot of modern day writers say that any of us can just meditate and instantly we're connected to yeah. our higher guardian angel. Do, do you know what a higher guardian angel is? Um, no, uh, I know people always say, oh, you can contact your higher self and that. But I've uh, I've heard the reference, but I've I've uh, I've never fully understood what it is. It's exactly it's practically same as um, almost, I, I would say almost it's almost like part spirit guide. It's It's kind of. It's like it's it's like an aspect of yourself. It's like it's like what you want to actually achieve in yourself as much as anything. So I I would say it's almost like a a, a reflection of what you want to yeah. what, what you want to do. Oh yeah, like I dare say, like linking linking to your own spirit within. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, what, that's what I would say. Is it, it's almost like um, if I remember correctly, I think it was um, it, it was Peter Carroll who wrote two influential works called uh, Psychonaut and, and Libanon. And, and he said that he believed that the higher guardian angel was a projection of yourself. Yeah. And it's not necessarily an independent spiritual being, but it's it's a way of you being able to see what you want to achieve in life. Now, some people still, if you go back earlier to John Dee, which was the 15th century, uh, sorry, 16th century, uh, again, he kind of sees... The higher guardian angel has been, you know, trying to contact Michael, Gabriel, or Raphael, or, or Uriel. Yeah. yeah. But again, John D did that with ceremonial magic. Did that with uh, he actually used a, a medium or channeler uh, to do that as well. Uh, a guy called Edward Kelly. So there was, there's always been ways of means of doing this, and the ways of means don't just include sitting down. And asking Michael to do it, or asking uh, whoever, which angel. And 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 I see a lot of people who actually have Michael as their spirit guide, yeah. which is really bizarre because because actually Michael is is not the most well known of angels as it is. Even though Saint Michael, you've probably seen lots of churches with Saint Michael. You've heard of the term Archangel yeah. Michael, yeah. which again. He's only mentioned as an archangel in the book of Revelation. The issue I, again, I have with using Michael or Metatron, let's say you are Christian. Let's say that you believe in the angels and you believe in uh, you believe in the pantheon of the angels, and, and uh, which, which is fine. I, I don't have any issues with that. It's, it's people believing that they have communications with these people. But let's say you believe in all of that. Then, OK, then that that means you've also got to believe in the Old Testament and yeah. also the New Testament. And you have to say, OK, what those people stand for. So St. Michael, OK, 
he's seen as a protector of Israel. Now, not the Israel as we see now. Yeah. Okay. But we're, he's also seen that um, he's the person who will arise at the time of the end. So at the end of the world. Now, if we jump right to the end of the Bible, the New Testament, we have Michael fighting and defeating Satan. Satan is thrown to earth along with the fallen angels and he tries to lead the world astray. And it's only in the book of Revelation that Michael is actually referred to an archangel, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is like a higher level, basically. Now, the problem is with all of this is the book of Revelation is a visionary text. It's I think the whole thing is uh, a, a, an allegory, really, about the battle between uh, between good and evil. Uh, nobody knows for sure who actually wrote that. There's various uh, theories and ideas of who actually wrote the book of Revelation. But again, St. Michael is not how he's portrayed by Doreen Virtue or, or, or how he's portrayed by a lot of modern uh, modern interpreters of whom St. Michael is. I mean, I mean I'm going to type in St. Michael and type in Doreen Virtue. OK, yeah. So we've just heard that St. Michael is, is kind of a right hand man. OK, uh, he is someone who was originally the protector of Israel, and apparently at the end times he will come back there. In Doreen Virtue's world, and what she's telling millions of people, or was telling millions of people, is that he's a powerful protector who helps everyone who calls upon him. Now, I have an issue with that. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah. How has he gone from protecting Israel? Or Now, we're not talking about the modern-day Israel. We're talking no. about the uh, Hebrew yeah. Israel. How has he gone from that to, to this? And, and it's Doreen Virtue's interpretation she, she's essentially taken one idea she's believes that she's channeled or, or communicated with michael and apparently with archangel michael you can do feng shui uh, it says here it this it says here that michael has protected people while driving guided their career and safeguarded their children and even reveals his little known talents for repairing mechanical and electrical machines mm. so michael is not only a guardian angel, it's but awesome. apparently he can fix your iPad when it breaks. <laughs> yeah. Belief is a very, very powerful tool. But when it comes with blind, oh, it's okay, uh, Michael will fix this, or St. Michael, or Archangel Michael, um, when, you know, it isn't the case. And I do feel there's a very thin edge there, you know what I mean? Uh, as in sort of, uh, just like I say, following blindly, it comes over to ignorance, not ignorant as in not knowing anything, or sorry, not ignorant as being, you know, sort of standoffish and rude, but in the uh, in the sense of, of just being blind, you know what I mean? I do feel yeah. it's a dangerous thing. I think so, and I think a lot of this is misunderstanding. I don't have any issues with the existence of angels, okay? So, that, so firstly... I, I believe in a hell of a lot of weird things. Uh, <laughs> and 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 to me, angels that I have physical interest in, you know, how they're portrayed in, 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 yeah. in the ancient texts, that, that intrigues me and, and, and makes me wonder whether we're talking about some ancient humanity or, or you know, something, you know, the description were these powerful beings or something that went came yeah. to earth or, you know, I'm, I'm interested in the theories behind that. Uh, or, or actually, are they actually powerful beings that do exist in, in the cosmos? And, 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 and I've always said to you, and, and, and we both believe this, that, you know, the universe is, is consciousness. And, uh, and so the existence of Archangel Michael, I, I'm not I'm not ruling it out by any moment. And, and if you believe that he is protecting you, then 
and it gives you hope and it gives you it gives you a sense of satisfaction or 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 feeling safe then then that's really good as well but the reason why I wanted to discuss this is, is that I've seen a lot of people now saying my guide is is Archangel Michael, it's Metatron, it's Samael, it's, it's Uriel, it's it, you know it's it's what is Raphael or something like that. And most of these people will not have done the research of who that yeah, person exactly. was, where their references are, or whatever they are. Okay. And I think secondly, this is the big point, and this is what you know we both wanted to talk about today, is the other point is is that i think a lot of people are misconstruing their own spirit guide for being uh, for being an angel now listen to this what doreen virtue writes now what does this sound like to you that night my son was away at a sleepover i got into bed and closed my eyes it was time the room was icy cold and the whole house was twitchy and tense as always not sure what to do next i simply said a prayer to archangel michael appealing for help he instantly appeared in my mind's eye as a tall, fiery figure. I actually felt his warmth fill the room and was immediately comforted by his presence. She goes on to say that uh, when he appeared in front of her, mm. then she saw basically Michael shielded her from what she believed to be negative energies or souls yeah. or ghosts yeah. or whatever you want. Yeah. And they moved away from her. And since then, she was really connected with the Archangel Michael. Now, I think what's happened here is is actually... It's either number one, a piece of fiction, or secondly, what's actually happened is she's communicated with her spirit guide for the first time, and the spirit guide has appeared to her in a way that she says earlier that she was in a bookshop and she saw an image of uh, of St. Michael. So that's already in her mind's eye. And when she needed help, when she was in that haunted, apparently a haunted house, and she needed help, Michael appeared before her. And to me, that sounds like her spirit guide did come forward, appeared to her as Michael so that she wouldn't be scared of his or her appearance uh, for the first time. I mean, that's what happens, isn't it, Norman? Yes, it is. As I was mentioning, you know, I uh, see spirit very, very clearly and not once have they come over towards me as they would do in the in the uh, film The Sixth Sense, you know, without the face hanging off. Um, sorry for being uh, a little bit off the cuff there. Spirit will show us themselves, you know, in, in who they are, you know, in, in what is real, but also in what is of comfort to us. You know, one of my guides, a female guide, who normally comes over in a, in a very light azure uh, dress that seems to me to be almost like waving you know it's a very light chiffon or silk you know and it's sort of um as if as if it's caught in the uh, in the uh, in the wind not in a ghost like but it's just in that fabric but never have i uh, have i seen her as an angel or uh, anything she's a very very beautiful woman your guide will often accompany you now this is something that's just been mentioned to me you can be for instance you uh, you ask out or for help i'm feeling nervous there's somebody here your guide will turn up but normally you uh, you know you may well see your loved one whether your mum your nana your dad your brother your sister and you feel comforted you know but your guide is there you know what i mean so it yeah. tends to then that could lead to my uh, nana is my guide which spirit you know the uh, your family members your loved ones show a vested interest and they want to help you so your guide is there but coming through in a way that brings comfort 
Yeah, and and also as well is uh, I, I've got medium friends who are Christian. I've got medium friends who are pagan. The differences between them are only slight. Where some of the Christian mediums, they may have uh, guides who are often Christian. They might see them as uh, as being slightly angelic or maybe you know kind of quite bright, uh, maybe surrounded by light, that sort of thing. Yes. Where yes. some of my pagan friends. They have more sort of earthy, kind of green, you know, sort of eco sort of yeah, uh, yes. guides. I mean, to me, I think it's probably the greatest compliment that guides are not only willing to connect, but also they, you know, they ensure that your appearance relates to you in some way. And I think yeah. I always remember with my own guide, with Joseph, I always felt his coat first I, I always knew if i knew he was around i could feel this thick heavy coat and and i knew he was around and i keep thinking well why is that what, what was that and and i think it was a way of connecting it was he, he, the best way to connect with me was actually to feel a sense of warmth and feeling secure and that's sort of and that's what how he was able to connect with me straight away and there's also uh maurice barbanel isn't there as well yes. Um, yes. who was the founder and editor of the psychic news he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now he his spirit guide was Silver Birch, apparently a Native American. And if I remember, he just had a single feather. They produced countless books and with information from spirit. And it's worth checking out, actually. Yeah, um, it's a Silver Birch. Yeah, and, and, but Silver Birch actually turned out not actually to be a Native American. It's, uh, it's documented in one of his books where he states about he took on the guise of a Native American because his medium, in this case, Morris Barbanel, um, had a great reverence for the Native American culture, the people, you know, so therefore he took on that guise. And interestingly, when you read Silver Birch's books, there's a very strong christian element in there so the chances are he was a uh, christian person whilst in the uh, whilst in the physical form and not of a native american culture do you know all of this re- reminds me of what will dreams come um yes film. of what dreams may come yeah with robin williams where uh, actually it's a major spoiler so i hope you've seen it but yeah, um it's a beautiful yeah. film yeah, it's, it's a beautiful film and, and, and it really is a stunning piece of work. And, and I do recommend that you do check it out. But it's interesting because an aspect of that is what we take on, on board the appearance of, of our guides or, yeah. or angels could actually be something very, very different. And, and that film really sums that up as well. So I hope that clears up for people out there. It's not an attack on angels. It's not an attack on anybody's particular beliefs or anything like that. But if you do believe that you are connecting with angels and you are connecting uh, or you do believe that you you can connect instantly and they will help you out and things happen. I do suggest that you do further meditation and further exercises in which you can connect better with your own guide, because I think with all of these cases, they're actually your guide who's coming forward and giving you that information or giving you that guidance and they're appearing to you or you may be sensing them as as being angelic in nature when actually it's it's your guide and if they have done something for you then that's incredible and you can't take that away no but what you do need to do is build your communication better so that you are actually communicating with your guide on, a, on an even playing field rather than believing that this uh, guide is is actually something that they're probably not yeah 
one of the things that I can, you know, echo your statements there, Martin, but, you know, when you have a firm foundation with your guide, it's beautiful. I, I always call my guides my my uh, friends because that is what they actually become. And it's and it's great. It's just like, you know, it's just like having a very good friend in the uh, in the uh, physical world uh, where you can where you can talk. They uh, they uh, give you guidance to help. They sometimes chide you in a uh, in a positive manner. It's it's a beautiful experience having uh, feeling that love which is freely radiated towards you and with the best intent of you. Oh, you shouldn't have done that or perhaps you should think about doing this. Never telling you do this, do that. You can't. But it's just beautiful, you know, because you can build a report up. You get to know about that person's life as they want to know and do know about yours. And it is it's a shared common experience. It's beautiful. It really is. Great words there, Ian. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. It It is having an extra friend or extra friends around you. And it, it's it's about feeling I suppose I like to call them a spiritual support team, shall we say, if you want to get all modern on this. It is. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope we've not rambled on too much for you, everybody. Thank you very much for all your support. If you've got any questions, please drop us an email. We're very happy to discuss further any of our topics on our podcast. Definitely. Yeah, and also join us, join us on our Facebook page as well. We're you know we're very active on there. We always like to post, and we we also like to uh, hear your experiences as well. So thank you very much, everybody, and thank you, Ian, as well. Yeah, thank you too, Martin, and uh, best best wishes to everybody. Mm-hmm.